Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Snowcast. Uh, I'm your host this week, DJ Walsh, joined as ever uh, back from Japan, Owen Tab, um, back with a bang. And uh, we're here in Tully's Bar, the lovely Tully's Bar. We haven't been for a couple of months, Owen, recording a podcast. Uh, I was here during Waterfall Walls Festival, alright, was banging that night. And uh, we're in the snug, and we're in the snug with the uh, the original snug master, uh, Darren Skelton, a local Waterford journalist here who actually it's, it has a sign above the, the snug, we mentioned it before in the podcast, Darren Skelton's office. So we join him in the office for a point. Darren, you're very welcome to the Snugcast. Thanks a million for joining us. Uh, thanks very much for having me. It's a change from snug chats. Very slightly. Well, I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah. We're about to find out. Yeah, we're going to go on a journey. Exactly the same. Yeah. Probably is actually. We yeah. stole the idea. Like yeah. so. We didn't realise we stole it, and then we just kind of went with it. But uh, did you not get this letter uh, from the solicitor? No. Uh, we did. We just ignored it. Ah, yeah. <laughs> it's live on air now. We're going to see litigation. Um, no, basically, uh, Darren, you're a local here, and um, you. I thought you were going to say local hero. So <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just local here. Well, I suppose, I suppose you were local here. Local here to some. You were called a hero on Twitter actually there yesterday, weren't you? That's my mother. Someone, yeah, yeah. Owen said you were my hero, but I'm too stubborn to admit that to your face. <laughs> um, and basically, you're a man of many trades. You're telling us there, um, just before we start recording, you're, you're writing a play at the moment. Uh, you've sold out stand up comedy shows. You have the podcast Snug Chats that you're uh, doing the third series of now at the moment, I think, aren't you? I'm starting it soon, yeah. 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 Excellent. And uh, also a local journalist who um, has done some of the best, in my my opinion, which is why Owen slags me off says you're a hero <laughs> of mine, is because I think you've done some of the best local journalism that I've seen uh, living in Cork, Kenny or Waterford, I've ever seen uh, this year. Uh, so fair play to you for that. I just wanted to... Uh, before we get stuck into what we're drinking um, just if you were to introduce yourself to listeners who aren't familiar with you uh, we have some listeners from the States and stuff like that um, how would you describe yourself especially when it comes to your stand-up comedy snug chats and, and a variety of, of work and projects that you get yourself involved with um, I think I just take the, the comedy thing for a second my premise for the comedy was the fact that it started off as being Obviously, I was writing columns for the paper, and the premise for the columns were was that we're all the same. We've all lived pretty much the same childhoods, watched the same TV programs. You know, where in the world came around, get the homework done, that kind of stuff. Rory's stories, bastard guys, new Do you know what I mean? But was that we, you know, we had the same housing estates, and, and and because of that, then we move along and we have the same insecurities, the same things that we worry about. So secondary was about kind of mental health and, and like catastrophizing and stuff and I worry too much about stuff. And there's a lot of self-deprecation there but I think people relate to it. Do you know what I mean? So when I was doing the column 
and the paper for a long time, people would say, I like it because you're kind of saying what we're thinking. Yeah. And I'm kind of when I used to apply that's because we're all the same, you know. And then I did the show, someone said to me, maybe that would work on stage. I said, well, okay, I'll do one. And I ended up doing nine because it, it worked. People yeah. responded to it because I was essentially talking about their lives on stage. And not in the kind of way that, you know, not in an observational comedy kind of way, but in a kind of a way that like, oh, fuck it, I do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I worry about that as well. And do you think that's a, an Irish thing? Do you think that's like, do you think like we all live the same lives because we're Irish and like we're all ingrained in Irish culture? Do you think, because like I've been kind of watching a bit of like, like so there's this TV show on Netflix, QB1, which is yeah, about, like uh, high school quarterbacks. And you know, it, it picks three quarterbacks each season and goes through each, each of their kind of lives and like the end of the season, whatever. But like the thing about each of those is like that their backgrounds are just completely different, you know. And like the way they grow up, like you know, it's it's not like you know some of them are you know have that kind of like jockey you know high school you know thing. But then there's other guys where you know there's guys from like very rundown black neighborhoods that and, and like. It's completely, you know, sparse. Like, but I'm just wondering, like, is that, is that, like, do those, like, I, I, I would think that, like, those, those kids grow up with like completely different insecurities, you know. About well, I actually think that it's, it's an Irish, uh, British thing. I think, and I say that because I think that because we all grew up, I think Ireland and England are a lot more similar than we like to, like to say we think that we are. Like, you know, obviously, East Enders and Carnation Street and all the shows that were on there, we all watched as well. Um, and there's a, there's a great thing on Twitter, I can't remember what it's called, but it, it, it taps into this great British idea of being awkward being embarrassed about stuff oh, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't remember the name of it it's really good uh, yeah I think it's like um, is it British problems or like yeah, something, something, something like that, that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I, and I remember looking at one about um, this woman who was trying to cross the road and, and she, she wasn't injured or anyway but someone some person then helped her across the road and she didn't need to be helped across the road but she was so awkward that she just let herself be held <laughs> and then proceeded to pretend to be kind of disabled all the way along and I just thought yeah that's, that's it yeah. it's that awkward it's, that it's like that great ad um, that was on the telly there a while ago with um, your one Jenny, Jennifer McGuire is it Jennifer McGuire? I don't know the, I'm thinking of Chris O'Dowden the IT crowd but anyway it was an yeah, ad it, it was an ad yeah. where like you know a guy goes into a barber's you know and gets, gets the haircut like and it's absolutely horrific like and yeah. you put the mirror up behind him like and it's like Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah, Thanks, that's, thanks that's, a million. That's exactly what it is. So it's, it's, it's happened in, into that, but which is a huge level of nostalgia as well because I've yeah. got that. Um, I do, I do enjoy talking nostalgia now. The weather's grown dry now. I've scraped the barrel. There's nothing left. <laughs> I've gone every place. Do you know when it comes to nostalgia? I can't go any further. But it was um, that was that was what that was based on. Now, not the original question, but to describe myself. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I took that approach that everybody approached to journalism. So I kind of thought, well, I get, I'm at an age now where I don't really care what people criticize. I get that yeah. you're sensationalist and all that. But really, at the end of the day, I could be interviewing you with something and you might say that it was just the worst thing ever happened. I would put a headline, the worst thing ever happened. And something I'm doing that's been sensational, but yeah. you said it. <laughs> a direct quote, yeah. It's a direct quote. Most yeah. of the time it is a direct quote, you know? Because I think, actually, um, I have a quote from you written down here yeah. from one of your articles from the 3rd of uh, October, the Tweedledum and Tweedledee article, which is pop, like, fucking brilliant. Okay. Um, and you said that you've no political affiliation and you described yourself as an equal opportunities caller out of bullshit. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty powerful stuff. Like, well, I, I it's it, I I'd love to be able to say that about myself. You see, I've in the time that I've been a journalist, I've been accused of being. There was a period there a few years ago. You might, you may or may not remember, where I was doing a good few stories with, with John Heron, Champagne, Champagne publication, right? Yeah. And the stories were kind of revolving around. Uh, Gypsies. Yeah, we, we described it as a criminal gang because they were. At the time, they were on a Saturday night in town, two girls selling roses and stuff. But what they were actually doing was they were, they were looking out for people looking this is a good target for a big pickpocket. Yeah. What happened was there was a couple of attacks that happened. And we had two stories kind of back to back, which ultimately led to a standoff on the Manor Street, which was covered nationally. And people kicking in this Roman Gypsy's house, right? 
Yeah. Well, just, uh, I, Jerry Adams came out with a people of water. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, was, yeah. it got to that point. But during that period, I was called by a lot of people. John Halligan famously rang me one day, <laughs> abused me on the phone for half an hour, accused me of being Sinn Féin. He said, I've even seen on your Facebook there's Sinn Féin stuff. And what that actually was, was you know the way if just a girl Sinn Féin supporter and you attack 80 people, it's going to appear on their page. Yeah. That's what was happening. So, you know, I was getting tagged and things. So, I was accused of being Sinn Féin, and then I'm constantly accused of being Sinn Féin because whether it's actually friends with Jason Murphy and uh, Eddie Mulligan is a prolific sender in the PR which we run um, and then I've equally been accused of being Fine Gael um, I think the only thing I haven't been accused of being is independent um, <laughs> which is probably what you are so, but, 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 I, but I, 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 so I could actually give something I mean, a politician right? a Fine Gael politician sent me a, a whatsapp recently and this is a, as a director he said to me since when do you call me out publicly you've got and I said, with the drinks, you know, I call out everybody. <laughs> that, that's basically what your job is. That's what, you know, you know but he obviously felt himself the way he must have thought I was a supporter of him. But I'm not a supporter of anybody, I'm a supporter of what I believe. Yeah. And if, you know, if you're a politician, yeah, I think he's doing good work, you know, I'll, I'll congratulate you. But if I think that you're, like, an example was the, the local property tax thing, which that came from, yeah. where it was clear that everybody was we're going against everything together, saying we're pretending that they weren't. Fine Gael were suddenly had a ch- an opportunity, to, to, they, they took it, but were clearly chancing their arm, and, and I just, I, nobody wanted that one. And, um, so that was what I meant by that. I, yeah. I, I think that um, I don't have any affiliations. Uh, I, li- I, I think of it what's best for Waterford, and I, I take that like yeah. all the time. Which is really interesting, because anyone that knows me and follows me on social media will know that like, I absolutely abhor what. Fianna Fáil and Fianna Gael stand for when they're in central government yeah. however like I advocate and I, I got called a hypocrite by friends of mine I advocated for a Fianna Gael local councillor in Cork in the Blarney area where my parents live at the moment yeah. because he basically is the best man for the job for that region Yeah. Um, and I think there's a massive divide people like there is a difference between local and, and central government politics well, fundamentally what you're saying is right yeah. if, if, if we as a country vote for the man or woman yeah. instead of the party we'd be in a much better situation now, yeah. there was an old man came into the office recently and he's, he's in his eight, late 80s early 90s and I, to his face I said to him you're the problem with Ireland today mm. and he said no and I said to him, I said, you're the problem. I said, you know, I asked you why you vote for John Deasy. And you couldn't give me an answer. No, but his answer was because I was friends with his father. Yeah. So when you couldn't give me an actual answer why you vote for John Deasy, you're just voting for because you're friends with his father and you're a Fine Gael voter all your life. And the likes of Mary Butler, who uh, I think, you know, she works hard and, and she tries her best, but she came in, she, she became a TD too fast. Yeah. She should never have gotten elected in the last elections. She did because people have been voted for whoever was on the floor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think um, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that because the people working really hard and they're not going to get the Absolutely. Do you think there's, um, I suppose, a parallel between both local and national politics and national, national, national journalism when, like, you know, as a local journalist do you think that you have more freedom to delve into a bit more depth in, in stories and get a bit more um, I suppose uh, flesh on the meat of stories then sometimes like when you're in the national media I see a national newspaper will run something that will be absolutely outrageous and then the next day it's forgotten about because they're moving on and the next story comes along I think every all journalism is quite transient to be honest yeah. with you. I think most people will look at stories like um, the Martries once I mean like uh, the, the, the PR firms who have used the Martry for a couple of reasons they, they use it as a example for politicians what not to do mm-hmm. right but that with that thing went on for three weeks that's very, very rare in the, in the news cycle in Ireland. Very yeah, yeah, three yeah. weeks, you know. Um, I think if that is true, it's probably because people don't take a huge interest in what local papers. Yeah. yeah. That's probably the reason, you know. I think um, the Marshall sort of wouldn't have gone to where it went if the Irish Times didn't take it. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's let's be honest. They wouldn't they wouldn't have gone that way. Um, it's, it's a party, you know, the same as the bishops on Friday. That wouldn't have gone where it went if 
actually, to give credit where it's due, it wouldn't have gone one way if War for Whispered News didn't share it. Yeah. yeah. You know? I think, that, yeah. I think you're very sure because I know that, that there's been letters in schools in Kildare uh, of the same nature of not to practice yoga uh, because it's not of the Catholic faith, you know? And that hasn't run anywhere, do you know? Yeah, but sometimes you just need to have the Germans to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so like, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to criticise him here because I think he deserves to be criticised. Uh, Damien Tiernan had the bishop in his studio last Friday morning and never asked him about it. The story broke on Friday morning. Now, it could have broke towards the afternoon. We were all busy in the office. We'll do it, we'll do it Friday morning. Uh, we were getting teachers sending us the letter. Please don't say we sent us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Thank you, which, Mrs. Murphy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I have to say is a segue to a point that I have to make. People are not as afraid about sharing their whole life story on Facebook. Yeah. They don't realise that more people are seen on Facebook than local paper. This is a fact. But to go back to Mr. Tiernan, he, uh, he had the bishop in uh, at 10 o'clock on Friday morning. I said goodbye to him at about 10 past 10, quarter past 10. And then a few months later, I had a yoga teacher and I talk about the bishop's letter. I mean... We should have had him on together. You should have just um, asked the bishop. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm sorry, yeah. but like, you know, you're. you're what was he asking the bishop? Like? Well, it was a different. In fairness, there was a separate topic on about about addiction and some kind of. We had a meeting in Clashmore, and it was a there's an addiction house being, and I think Damien had been told beforehand that um, by one of the bishop's aides, um, to, you know, to just stick to that. Okay. Okay. You know? yeah. and, but he, but he could have easily taken an ad break and then gone back to that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, yeah, maybe maybe Damien Tiernan is afraid of the bishop. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's exclusive on the snowcast. <laughs> uh, no, if, in, in fairness, you make some really good points. Um, look, I, I'm well, it's well documented. I'm an atheist. I'm getting married in March. I, I'm not getting married in a church because my Catholic fiancé knows that I wouldn't take the ceremony seriously. Um, what if you die? I've, I've been to a humanist ceremony and I think it's a lot nicer than a Catholic funeral. A humanist kind of. I thought you said unionist for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you follow me on Twitter. Who should fucking know that? It's, it's, it's not a religion. This is the, this is the biggest hypocrite I've ever met in my life. Uh, more on that later. Um, yeah, no, I think I think you're dead right. Um, when it comes to it, like there, there's a there's a lot of um, onus I think on journalists, and I think that's that's a, a, a bit way like you know I followed you on Twitter, I read your stories because I do think. I get that impression from you. I'm not saying this to your face because I've said it to one like in private before we ever said that you ever agreed to come on this. I do get that sense of just calling it as you see it. If 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 someone of a certain view is says something good, it's good, you know, um, and there's place for that in the world. Um, but can I say something? Yeah, of course. I I think that in this in this society at the moment, um, we're such slaves to advertising that people like that tend to not get where they should be. Yeah. They don't get the platform that they deserve. I think. Well, you know, people want um, those truly outspoken people. Um, they'll never get the prime time show on RTE. They'll never get the prime time slot on whatever radio station. No, because they be, they're, they're, they're volatile, they're unpredictable. Yeah. And the money men will kind of say, "No, he'll upset this person, and upset that person." And meet someone to the line. You You're know? serious? saying RTE is full of liquor. I'd say that. I, uh, in my oh, experience. Um, I, I don't know. I mean. <clears throat> I can't think, I mean, if they're putting Tommy Tiernan on the Saturday night thing now, uh, which to me goes to show that they're slaves to, in a way, to public opinion, because yeah. when yeah. he when he had a show on, everyone loved it, and then Ray is taking a break, Tommy's stepping in, and um, I, I think more of that, I like that, I like, oh, actually, I like Tommy Tiernan, I like it. Uh, I think really even good. that format of that show is great, yeah. like that kind yeah. of like, unpredictability of like, yeah. who is this. But he's not as wooden as Ryan Tuberty. No. You know, he stands up and, 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 and like, I, think, I don't feel as if there's a conversation happening, you know? I find Ryan Tugby very difficult to watch because I feel like he, um, he'll he ask a question and as a person trying to answer, he's jumping on top of him. And yeah, he's, I don't, he's never too far away from asking you why you love Ireland so much. You yeah. Know what I mean? Which I think yeah. just shows you. I think the Lay Lay show as a whole is just like a, yeah. just a terrible yeah. show. Like, I think the format of it is horrendous. Like, how can you have someone who is like, say, a, a cancer survivor come on on the show and then next minute, uh, you know, it's like, and next minute we have Samuel Jackson uh, like talking about his new comedy film or whatever, well, you, you know? know? I, I, I think if I was going to criticize it, I'd have to show I'd criticize it for that. Uh, because there has to, this, that's life. 
that is life. Life is full of up and down moments. But what I have, a, what I have a problem at that age is the fucking audience. Mm. You know, we we have seen the, some amazing live performances of, of, of you know, like Sinead O'Connor's when she sang on the show. I thought it was quite impressive. And I thought it was probably warranted a, a standing ovation of something. Yeah. Sort, you know, and what you had was people just going, "Yeah, it's great." And you know, mm. where's our hotel break? You know. Um, so it's stale. You know, the actual concept is stale. Yeah, stale. And, and I think people are trying to work too hard to to um, be the late late show that was in the sixties and seventies and eighties. You know. Yeah, compared to Graham Norton, which is like completely different show altogether. On at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, myself and Eve would put Graham Norton on before a hundred times. Now if I'm in like my granduncle's farm where there's only the three channels and he wants to watch the late late show, grand. But even at that, I find he's not watching it. He just has it on for the sake of having it on. Yeah, habitual watching. Like yeah. That. But in fairness, the late issue has always been that, you know, Bishop Casey, it's always been that if there's, if there's a big new story happening during the week, then the guy at the centre of it will be on the late issue on yeah. Friday. I think we're gone from that a little bit, because now the late issue has become more stuck for guests. For, for guests. You know, who's down in the RTE canteen? Mm. Let's get Joe Duffy on. Yeah. Let's get Marion Finucan on. It's gone too much like that. Where do you think, it used to be. Do you think though as well that like because the news now is so immediate, like that you know there, there's so much coverage, like whether it's social media, whether you know, and that like you know all the interviews have been done already by the time it is Friday. Mm, that's, like, a, that's actually a really good point because actually it's happening on a Tuesday and and all the analysis happened all day Tuesday and actually the news cycle is getting shorter. So by Friday, actually, it's not as relevant. It's not relevant at all. Yeah. Whereas if we were only relying on the daily papers and it would be drips and drabs, yeah. suddenly we're all looking towards yeah. born on a Friday. So, so then, are, should we move towards the American like nightly talk show thing? You know, do you know where you have like Jimmy Fallon or like Jimmy well, Kimmel? Ar- or yeah, or, but are arguably, for the, the, arguably they say that we do because we have Clay Bur- Claire Byrne. We have you know. Yeah, yeah. So I know, but I know what you're saying having the mixture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's not enough. Lighthearted celebrity. We end up having Rory stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. I'm sorry to mention Rory. He's not. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. Sorry. I'm, but um, we'll end up having those types on YouTube yeah. celebrities. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But what? One thing that I want to come back to, Darren, that you said earlier about, um, I suppose, you were talking about, say, people not the pe- people, the outspoken journalists, the people who are going to call the shots and and call out fucking Neil Radcar for something that he says or something that he does and not getting onto mainstream is I think as well if you look at the, the public perception of stuff the way the, the way the, the General Joe Soap consumes media nowadays is sensationalist headline move on to the next headline and very rarely does someone actually go on and dissect an article and pull it apart and I suppose analyse it on its merit I don't know like my grandfather will sit down with the broadsheet on a Sunday read it through and he'll hand me an article and say Look at that shite. Right. Read it. And he won't tell me what he's thinking is shite. And then I'll have to read it and have a conversation yeah, with him. Do you know what I mean? It's funny, I was, I was on the train to Dublin recently. There was a woman across from me who said it was the star. It was a Tuesday morning, you know? And it was interesting to me because I was stuck in this position for the next couple of And I got to see somebody reading the news in the star. And she read it from cover to cover, right? Mm. And then handed it to her husband, who had been reading it independently, swapped papers, and then he read it from cover to cover. And I'm including they were looking through the car stuff at the back. I've never even got to that much. <laughs> <laughs> and they were looking at all of those stuff. And he opened the Well magazine, and she gets to my collar and thinks, oh, fuck, here we go. And she read it, and she, and she kind of chocolate once, and she moved on, and whatever else, you know? Just the ones. It was just one chocolate. It was actually a very serious column. She'd known as a chocolate <laughs> in the first place. But, um, <laughs> she was laughing. Look at this fucking sensational scum <laughs> shit again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, I suppose, like, you know, the, the, the thing about that is the, the uh, you're, you're right in what you're saying about the headlines and the various things. The Water Whispers News is an example. Uh, I use an example because, you know, I like the writing as well, but very few of the articles are actually read. It's very few. It's all about just the headlines, yeah. you know. I, I, one of my favourite things to do is go into their comment section, whether it's on Facebook or Twitter, or go into the trade and see the people who haven't copped it. It's satire. Right, yeah, I yeah. absolutely <laughs> fucking love like I, I there's nothing gives me more pleasure than liking a tweet from someone who hasn't caught well, that it's conversely, a dirty do you know what I hate right I, I mean I call him a friend of mine and, and I suppose uh, I say this to him as a columnist you're the bane of my life says, why is that everyone write a story and put it online the most commented line is oh I thought this was water whispers yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm sure I was sure this is what and he, that's that's essentially why he 
Yeah. I had to I had to love the fact that um as someone who's only lived in Waterford since 2016 I had to ask you on, on Twitter the other day was bashing the bishop did it mean the same thing in Waterford as it did in Cork like uh, yeah it's American Hindu isn't it I have no idea I just heard it as young fella and I wasn't sure whether whether it was the same thing or whether it was just something that was used I actually praised the bishop today and I think that's going to be the same thing. what I really like about what he did was that he didn't back down yeah. He didn't clarify his statements. Mm. He didn't move to. He just kind of went, yeah, okay. That's what I, I said. What I said. I mean, yeah. I, I think there's an element of the bishop. I think he, he's a huge ego, but if there was a Jesus Christ, uh, he had an ego too. And I think the bishop probably placates himself when he sees all of this abuse online and whatever else. I think if Jesus was around today, he also would have to undergo all of this abuse online. You know? So he's getting like a crucifixion by social media, do you think? Yeah. I think he's enjoying the social flagellation. Yeah. I think it's because uh, <laughs> I think if you're any, you know any Catholic worker salt needs to be getting. Yeah. You know he gets off on it. Bit of suffering. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, Twenty four minutes in, yeah. we haven't talked about points yet. Yeah. We, uh, oh, actually, yeah. The, the, or the main part of this is uh, a yeah. our intro has turned into the podcast. Um, <laughs> Darren, usually uh, in the intro, but it's normally in the first four, not the first 24 minutes. Uh, we ask our guests, uh, what are you drinking tonight? This is uh, Metal Man Equinox. Yes. What's so, it like? I have to say it's my favourite of all the Metal Man varieties. Mm. Um, yeah, he's got this, he's I, like, I like Metal Man as a company, but I was really annoyed at myself that I wasn't liking all the stuff that was coming out. And uh, lately I found out that Equinox has done really, really well. Um, like I like Don Garvin as well. I like their uh, American Pale Ale and their... Uh, but I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a craft beer drinker, mainly. But I'm delighted that I found a local beer yeah. now that I will drink all of Absolutely. Um, I'd agree with you on Equinox. I think it's great. I think their Tip Tango, their Session Pale Ale, did you have any of that under some no. of the low percentage one? No, it's like 1.5% or something. Is it 2.5. 2.5, yeah. Uh, we'd have the odd barbecue um, and during the hospital. Because that's the only way to me outside I can justify you actually drinking 1.5% yeah. if you're actually in the hospital working at no, the time. No, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's 2.5%. You know, the, f- the fumes we inhale each uh, during the day are probably well beyond 1.5%. Uh, I take the piss of my father for drinking, yeah. but he used to drink Smittics. Yeah. Because he made The gas thing about that is um, inhaling the alcohol fumes in the hospital, you're probably. You're dodgy enough driving home, I'd say. Yeah, you will be. Uh, <laughs> is, there, is there a story there? Is there something that can be... Off mic. Off, <laughs> that's, off, that's an off mic story. Um, <laughs> Sergeant Piss. This is off the... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Off the record. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners, we're not sergeants. Um, no, no, but... but I'm I sure think, the alcoholism is... Let's say not. Flag that. <laughs> well, uh, no, like the 2.5% with a barbecue is grand if you're going for a couple of points afterwards because it's yeah. almost like by the time you get for the couple of points you only pre points, points. Yeah, it's not, and it's not even a pre-point point, like a 330ml can of 2.5%. It's almost like, um, I don't know. It's like when you're in a restaurant and you're going for a three-course meal but they bring down a wee amused boot beforehand to give you, get you going. Like, um, Stunning pronunciations there, did you? Uh, <laughs> to be 100% honest with you, I, didn't, I never pronounced that properly. You went, you went fucking 100 yeah. for it, though. Like, well, sa- Saturday night I called it an, an, an amuse boot uh, to my in-laws and got absolutely ridiculed. So. Back in the 90s, there was a, there was a dance act called The Bush. Oh, yeah. Look, yeah. And had a track called Be My Lover. I like to throw a bit of musical trivia to podcasts that I'm not really a part of. So, <laughs> grand. If you're, one, a, if, one. if you're in a pub quiz there, no. Hashtag the bullshit. Just get, get <laughs> the actual. We'll tag him. We'll tag him in the pro, in the propaganda. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the propaganda. Uh, oh, what are you drinking tonight? I'm on Kinnegar's Yana Roddy Porter. Uh, it is in a bottle, and it is delicious. It is. I don't know. Fucking caramelly coffee kind yeah. of porter. Kinnegar or class. Um, the me- do, I do. I, lo- I do love the the, the company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Scraggy Bay. The moment I, at the moment I open a bottle of Scraggy Bay from Kinnegar, where are they? Doing smell, an owl, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the moment I open a bottle of Scraggy Bay and I get the smell, I think I'm in a coffee shop in Amsterdam. Yeah. The fucking hoppiness of it. It's it's it's, it's actually almost smells like cannabis <laughs> when you get talk into it. And as we said, as we said before, the best thing about these kind of short evenings or 
like dark nights now is it's stout season again. Yeah. Yeah. The stouts are back in. Like a fucking, yeah. the I love it. Rain. The only thing I can I have to say about this now is from the bottle I've been given a glass and I just don't feel right getting a glass of stout. I just it's just not me. Yeah, but yeah, but like I like a pint which, of stout like which you know? opens up a actually very interesting concept of people's obsession. I used to drink with a guy point of pointing it in a Carlsberg glass. He liked the chew of glass, mm. Mm. and the drink didn't taste the same otherwise. I mean, I you know I think talk to a woman about this not to be sexist. They probably go look. It's all the same. Yeah. We we mentioned on last week's podcast about um, an uncle of mine. Who shall remain nameless? Uh, nameless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my Uncle Bushy. Uh, who, uh, because like he'd go to the pub and he wouldn't want to pay the extra for a pint of whatever, he'd ask for a pint of Foster's, which is the cheapest pint in that particular pub in a Heineken glass. And it's purely for okay, aesthetics. So, so aesthetics, okay. Yeah, so purely optics. for aesthetics, yeah, optics. Whereas mine is not about the taste, it's more about just so the feel of like, like lifting a glass. Right. Purely, a, a purely, purely psychosomatic. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, me. Well, yeah, okay. No. Well, if I'm at home, if I'm not drinking at home, it'll be in a nice kind of a, a half point glass. Yeah. You know, one of those kind of, um, what you call them? The Understand. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're nice glasses. Yeah. Well, this is like a fucking vodka highbally glass. Yeah. But I think when you when you think of a stem half point, you're almost gonna think, I'm just having a one. Yeah. <laughs> Ten times. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're just like one more. <laughs> yeah. And you're saying it to yourself. Yeah. I what's the name of my one again? Fucking after forgetting it's black. It's black can sale anyway. It's a they're calling it a high PA it's a tan I think it's a tan- tangerine, tangerine dream tangerine dream yeah. tangerine pale ale it's 5.3% and it's actually deliciously drinkable Conceal uh, pale ale is probably one of my favourites oh, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. they're brilliant um, and the fact is like we, we said it before they started up because the wife brought the husband a home brew kit for Christmas in 2013 only so yeah we we could be famous brewers too, if, if only if only our beloved brought us again. <laughs> yeah. Be careful what you wish for. Um, so we're going to take a quick break now. We might have an ad feed. It's not actually an ad. Um, we're just going to fill up the glasses, and when we come back, we're going to get stuck into the main topic. Right, we're back in the room, uh, bladder's empty, pint glass is full, and uh, I suppose Darren, we had a bit of uh, tuna phone on Twitter there recently, a um, bit of crack about a uh, new venture that's coming to Waterford next month, middle of next month is due to open, so they say, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I've passed it recently enough. Like, it doesn't look like there has been. Well, they, in fairness, they said mid November, so we won't hang them just yet. No, 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 no. We get you back on a, in a month's time to talk. <laughs> the sign has been there now since August, yeah. uh, but they, they said to me, um, like, I, I actually think it's probably about time I put this story on the record. Oh, yeah, it's not sexy, right? Yeah, no, we're all for exclusives. Back in the day. Um, when Teen H's was being sold, right? Uh, a chap I know, uh, was obviously you know, was a journalist, so he contacted me. He said he was he was interested in buying it. Right? And the real estate agent for Teen H's at the time sent an email, possibly mistakenly, to everybody that was interested in buying it. So the subject title, not in the two section, you could see everybody who was thinking of buying it. In the section, was weather, right? So he said to me, have you seen this? The looks I contacted when it's going to JD when it's going And I said, uh, lads, I see that you're interested in my teenagers. And in fairness to them, they were completely open and honest. There was no, I deal with companies all the time. Like, yeah. We don't talk, we're not, we don't talk to this, we don't talk to this person, we don't, we don't deal with journalists. He said, Darren, we looked at it. Uh, our, our MO is Main Street only. Uh, it's it's lovely bar, really nice bar at start. Too small, off Main Street, not for us. You know. But then he said to me, but look, we're, we're looking at coming to Waterford. So if you find any other location, um, you sure can let us know. So I thought, you know, with my kind of Isle of Waterford hat on, I'm thinking coming to Weatherspoons would be a good thing. We'll get to that later on. Yeah. I then at the time started looking at locations. 
at the time, the new cinema hadn't come to Patrick Street yet, so that was a possible location. The Awares shop, which is now Elvery's at the end of the hill, was empty, and I sent them that. Uh, and they said they looked at it, they, they, they came and they looked at these premises, and you know, it wasn't for them. And then I sent them the old TSB building with the other side of it. So I said, Look, you can enter on the main street and enter on the main street, it actually looks perfect. I didn't hear that from for six months and I got a phone call saying, Darren, have you got that email that you sent recommending that land to us? Because we'll find it. And there's a finder's fee, whoever actually points it out to us. I went back to, please have this email. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and sure enough, I found the email um, that kind of proved that I was the person that showed them this, uh, this, bit, of, this bit of land that they subsequently bought. And as it turns out, they, there was a bit of a bother with one of the shops, uh, as part of the sale. And my understanding, as it was told to me, was that in order to, to sweeten that deal for that person, they were given the kind of finder's fee, and I didn't get anything. Uh, and I was told after that that we promised you that we will keep you informed of yeah. everything. <laughs> you know, and he's going to defend them now in a minute. You know, <laughs> after ten, shaft ten grand in his hand, kind of. It, you know, exclusive access to the plans in this hand. But yeah. uh, what can I do? It's a, but that's that's my 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 weather. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Thanks for that. That's Jesus. We should interview journalists every week. Yeah. Why we interview these regular people? For? <laughs> um, no, that's that. That's really interesting. I didn't realise you could get finder fees for weather spoons. I've changed my tack and now I'm on the search in every town and city yeah, in Ireland. They, 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 yeah. they came over to Ireland and said we're going to open up 30 pubs and they have an Irish acquisition manager and um, you know he goes to each each yeah. town and he looks for a spot and anybody's he's there he says you've seen this I'm going to pay give me a call there's a finance fee which I'd imagine I just guess it was 10 grand yeah. it's yeah. always 10 grand <laughs> Yeah. I would know I've never got a finger seat. Whether I avoid, but uh, yeah. um, I, when I dream about the money I've lost, it's usually in 10 grand increments. Right, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. Uh, excellent. So we're going to split the next one three ways, are we? Or what? The next 10 grand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We haven't even opened this. It's like yeah. four years ago, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I still haven't opened this second place, you know? Absolutely. Um, I suppose, look, there, there's a couple of sides to it. I. Wetherspoons for me, right, I'm, I'm very hypocritical on it. I'll hold my hands up. I'm not going to. No bullshit here. When I'm in the UK, I've often frequented a weather spoons who hasn't. Do you know what I mean? Um, they open at 7 a.m. They open at. Is it 10 or 7? Uh, they open at 7 a.m. for breakfast. Uh, there's a breakfast at now. Whether they, I think they might only start serving at 10, like points. Right. But I think they open for breakfast yeah. at 7. Because the last time we were in London together, we went to weather spoons. Yeah. So, like, I've full disclosure, I have been to weather spoons. Okay. Uh, I have issues with them, though. Um, I do have issues with JD Weather Spoons as a company. Um, 60 jobs is not to be scoffed at i will say that much especially in waterford where you know we spoke a bit about politics earlier central government don't give a fuck about the southeast call a spade a spade mm-hmm. yeah. i don't think anyone here will disagree with that mm-hmm. and their track record is fucking appalling um i mean they basically give us the arse end of the motorway and that's it um Hot take. Are you going to go blind by on us now? Well, Take a soap of a vape there first. Take, right? I think they're only just following the lead. Yeah. Waterford Crystal, back in the day, Waterford, they set a precedent in Waterford, right? They paid their staff too much. Um, and they, they gave their staff too much. And in no other company would come to Waterford because they couldn't live up to and then water quickly crashed and burned and we had nothing left behind yeah you know they they set the bar too high there people getting paid way too much for the sweet fuck all uh, and i my father worked in water crystal i worked in water crystal uh you know the colors were very talented blowers were great and stuff but ultimately they had a handy job with water crystal and i didn't pay a hell of a lot of money for it and any other new companies trying to come to Waterford couldn't match the level of wages that Waterford were paying, so they didn't come. They're being priced out. So the government, part of the neglect of Waterford is due to the fact that like we're already half downtrodden as it is. Yeah. And they don't have the, the, the resources to try and build mm. us back up again. And that's that's the truth that you probably haven't read or heard before. But no, it's, 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 I think though, it's a fair yeah, point. I think it's probably like a, a silent thought yeah. throughout a lot of Waterford people. Like, you know, I think everyone would have accepted 
that what uh, that water crystal staff were overpaid and you know and that it would have set a precedent but i suppose actually maybe the your your point there on actually pricing out other companies coming in might have might have crossed many people's minds now if if three or four other companies had to come to water at the time then Waterford becomes a bigger proposition for the government to play with. Yeah. yeah. And we get more money, we get more funding. Yeah. At the moment, I think that we're, you know, we're not a proposition for the moment. Yeah, there's a very big dependency on companies as well, like even washing on as well. Like a big, big, like quite a high dependency on like, you know, you, 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 knew, you knew someone you knew, you knew multiple people who worked in Water Crystal. You knew someone who worked in Bosch and Lom. You know, it, it was, you know, there was a high dependency on like, on staffing uh, those people, those places, and like, you know, there was a big dependency on on uh, on people from Waterford to be part of it. Um, but then just crash and burn and. They're gone. They're after, yeah. like you know. Yeah. Back to Wethersfields. Yeah, back to Wethersfields. No, I, I suppose that no, it it actually was a, a relevant tangent because I'm saying like sixty jobs is not to be scoffed at, but you're looking at sixty jobs at the other end of the spectrum because um, Wethersfields they give zero contract hours, and Tim Martin is on record as saying he doesn't believe in paying a living wage. I mean, he said it in a roundabout way. That's not exactly. Yeah, but what he said. Our, but our but our minimum wage is a living it probably isn't Watford, I'll give you that. Probably not in Dublin. You know, so legally he can't do anything, he yeah. can't go any lower. Yeah, yeah. So like, it will be a living wage for him mm. there, you know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. But with zero contract hours, and I mean, you don't have to dig too far to find that the culture... Most jobs, most jobs this day age are zero contract Yeah, hours. fair enough, fair enough. But the culture within it, you don't have to dig too far to find a, a, a culture of... Um, handily omitting people because of their personalities, uh, omitting them from work because they clash on a few things. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, depends, it depends on who's omitting who, though. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. If it's coming from the top down, um, I don't know what I just think. Look, I'll call it straight out. I think Tim Martin's a bollocks. He's done it. It has some money to Brexit, um, which, you know, whatever way you stand on it, he's, he's quite polarising. And um, But if you look at the CEOs, if you look, yeah. you're looking quite deep at the CEO. Weatherspoon. Yeah. Right. So name some companies around Waterford you do like. I don't like many of them, to be honest. Why? Uh, I'm 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 not too big into capitalism, to be honest. I think. <laughs> Come on. I mean, like. You so know, no, I, I, I do. I, I fully understand. I'm I'm quite socialist in my views, absolutely. Right. Um, and I think. But you work guys, in hospital. Yeah. Like, I get paid well in the hospital. I'm not yeah. going to lie. So I have an issue with that. No, I have that's, to say. that's fine. Like, like, uh, I, I, I think you know, socialism has has its, has its merits, as I, as I actually believe. Uh, capitalism has, mm. has its merits. Yeah. I could I could I could you know chop chop through them all, but like I do think that it's a little bit rich for somebody who's in a very well paid job um, to be criticising capitalism yeah. that to me fundamentally there's an issue there's a contradiction there uh, I, I, 100% and like I said at start, like there are, there are hypocrisies from where I come from yeah no I am in a well paid job but at the same time too like I have socialist views that believe society should be socialist but it's not you're in a capitalist society um, let me ask you a question yeah. where, where do you live? I live in Sivu. I don't know what to do with that actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I used to live in the Dunmore Road. In right, let's, let's, let's pretend it's a Dunmore Road, yeah. right? And um, you find out, because it was in this week's uh, Metropolitan Kempton meeting, we were talking about um, the fact that there actually is no plans for a halting site yet in the Dunmore Road, right? But let's just say there's going to be uh, a bunch of social housing on the halting site. I hate to say the yeah. thing, but out in the Dunmore Road, you're okay with that because generally speaking. I genuinely have no problem with social housing. I actually think that um, we need more integrated social housing. The, pro the problem with I believe in our current approach to social housing and I grew up in Cork City, my mother's from the north side of Cork City and yes I'm in a well paid job now, I don't come from a background of well paid jobs, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, but at the same time the social housing project in Cork City in the 80s and 90s completely failed because what it did is it created the closest thing in a, that in a Western European 
predominantly white culture that you're going to get of a ghetto. It created um, a, a very um, social... Mayfield, Nakhnehini, Guanabahar, Farnery. I went to school in Farnery. Yeah. Um, and some of the best people you'll ever fucking meet are from these areas. But there's a socio-economic split in a city and it became north side versus south side. It was the poor side versus the past side. Even Shannon fucking Towers in Cork itself facing the south side you have fucking limestone facing the north side you have the shit stone that the, back in the day that you know when the ships came in they saw the nice stone they couldn't afford it for the whole lot so they only did one half at night um, whereas actually if you have integrated social housing where a part of every housing project has to have a, a proportion of social housing what you do then is you get people from different socio-economic backgrounds integrating with each other helping each other out and you create an actual fucking community as opposed to a suppressed community versus yeah, it's possibly too late for that in Morton because the mistakes have been made. We've, yeah. Like, I look at Dumbo Road, right? And it's, it's, it's one of the biggest problems of Water City at the moment. People in Dumbo Road have no reason to come into Water City. That's what I always say. Is they, they have their own supermarkets, they have their own. They have their own hospital. <laughs> yeah. They have their own radio station. No, but they have no reason to be here. Free parking. And then. Um, I suppose we're never really going to have a huge level of social housing in Dunmore Road now because I think the sheer volume yeah. of, of objections to it is overwhelming. Yeah. So like now we have a situation where we're looking at putting more social housing to like the word bad nation, which has the councillor John Collins said this week goes the highest concentration of social housing already there, you know. So, I, I think it's a good argument to say that Waterford City is badly planned. Yeah. We're suffering from bad planning. Um, and I think there's probably no coming back from now and then. Like, you're ultimately probably going to ask about the weather's way fairly good segue to the North Keys. Yeah. But I'll let you finish the weather's ones first. Um, no, that's that, like that's the, I suppose the key key point. I I think. Well, I think you're um, a chance of weather spoons. So you, you made your point with weather spoons, and you hate them. I I give one I give one last um yeah. I give one last example. Um, there was well publicised in I think it was the Independent in the UK, uh, a well publicised example of staff in a weather spoons in the UK being uh, disciplined professionally because they wouldn't share on their personal social media pages pro Brexit propaganda from weather spoons. So I just think like yeah, I take that with a pinch of salt to be fair. Fair enough. You know I do, I yeah. take that with a pinch of salt. Um, you know, and you, you mentioned the fact that you, 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 you don't like uh, what's his face, his name is Gabe. Tim Aaron. Yeah. Um, but, like, I'm always wary of, like, uh, for example, a recent, a recent council meeting, a recent council meeting, you had um, Sinn Féin people calling for the Israeli ambassador just basically checked out. And then the other thing, okay, so we should be Teva as well? And all the jobs that go with it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you, you kind of have to kind of say at some point, well, right, well, you know, the politics may not be. In line, yeah. Vacant property. Well, vacant property is a separate Can we afford not to have a property in, in, in the city yeah, centre that will actually attract people from other places, which will then lead to. At the moment, in Waterford, there's a building hiatus, and no one is building anything because yeah. it's even more waiting for that northeast to happen. And in the meantime, nothing else has happened. You know, um, I think there are a lot of vacant properties in the city. There's a vacant property tax, apparently, which has led to problems of its own because you have landlords who don't want to pay the property tax. So we we'll put in a charity shop. We've got four charity shops in the city centre. Yeah. But I'm going to come from Cork to go to Waterford, see no. all the charity shops. But I put it, I've, I've put it this way as well, Aaron. Um, do does Waterford do enough to promote like the Waterford pub scene? I think right now is as good as any. You know, there's some great fucking pubs in Waterford that aren't full. Um, so. Will you end up because there's two key things here? There's a lack of decent public transport to Waterford City. You don't have free parking. There's a lack of parking spaces in the city, right? You have the keys where there's a lot, a lot of spaces. But I mean, like, you know, you need public transport to come in that few points to get to Wetherspoons, and then you have one bridge between New Ross and the city. Now, right, you have the bypass coming along and stuff like that. But 
uh, you have poor access points in the city, poor public transport, and you have pubs like the one we're in right now, doing their best, um, trying to make ends meet. If you bring the Weatherspoons in, are they going to lowball with their pricing structure and, and, and all what they do? Are they going to lowball decent pubs like this? and actually put one or two other pubs out of business. Your, your hypothesis before you mentioned it was actually spot on. Yep. The genesis of all pubs is absolutely spot on. The problem with here, I think, at a certain level, I don't want to use the word desperation, but it feels like we're desperate. Not for wetters, Yeah. Anything. Anything, yeah. Right? I mean, we 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 were talking about somebody around and tell me, do you love Ireland? Water feels well, we just were desperate for someone to come along and have faith in us. Yeah. So if a, if a multinational company comes to water, like, Jesus, thank you for having faith in us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why I... Um, I'm, I'm kind of all for weather's most common here. Is I, I built the one down the area, the times, right? and, the, and the idea of being in the one down the area on a Monday night and, and the place is just hammered. Yeah. Right? Then I like the idea of that because I think that you will, you will ultimately will have people still going to the ginger man. Yeah. You will. And you'll come out of weather's most board that you go down Center to on, yeah. toys and, and whatever else and, and I just think that it's, it's as, as Owen said it's rather than having huge big empty space let's put something in it yeah you know let's let's see what they do let's see how it goes because that property has been vacant since 2014 yeah. yeah. well, what's your take on it one because I know like <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> and, and, when, and when we were chatting I suppose when Darren agreed to come on about a month ago um, and we chatted apart from when you were in Japan in the three weeks in, in between when we were chatting in between you were um, you, were, you were quite pro by the spoons yeah me. actually I'll, I'll go back to your few points there right yeah. so you were saying about uh, so infrastructure into the city right so as in bus routes train routes everything yeah totally agree like uh, the train station where it is is a joke like you come off come off the train in Waterford and you're left with like a sign I'd say that's been there since the 70s there's no bus from there there's no like free shuttle into town there's no you know you have to walk across a bridge regardless of the weather to try and get something or get a taxi from there right so first of all that's terrible I think they're going to try and extend it with the North Keys development down so that there's going to be a pedestrian bridge across I don't, I don't know I'll, I'll, I'll believe when I see it uh, uh, so you also said about uh, the pub scene in Watford and about uh, how there's not enough promotion with it. I'd like to uh, commend the Watford City Council in the past uh, few years for the amount of festivals that they've put on in Watford City, over, especially in the summer months. Uh, like, the, like the amount of stuff that goes on, especially with uh, the churchyard sessions, yeah. have been absolutely amazing. They've rammed like every Friday and Saturday night down there, um, uh, and it's been fantastic. They had, they, and I remember there was one summer in Watford where I was just like, I literally cannot go into town again because it, I've been in there so much with, with things going on. There was a jazz festival in Watford one year, which is like completely, after being ripped from court, but like yeah. you said- It's like us ripping Darren's podcast idea. <laughs> um, uh, but then, yeah, I suppose, look, in terms of um, uh, the weather spoons, uh, I'm, I'm very pro it. I like, I'm, I, I grew up in Waterford and was here through the Celtic Tiger and here through the recession and the recession hit Waterford hard, very, 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 very hard. Um, Waterford was, um, I'd say, 90, 95% cash for gold shops um, during the recession. Like, uh, um, uh, uh, John Robert Square was literally dead. There was businesses closing left, right, and centre. New businesses opening up. There was phone shops there. Uh, uh, used electronic stores. Like it was, like there was no, there was no premises there that you'd actually be proud to go into, apart from the book centre, which has been a stalwart. Oh, my favourite shop of all time. Like. Um, 
But uh, that premises, which was uh, a permanent TSB, um, and, and closed thereafter, like has been kind of an eyesore in that in, in, in that location. And I would, as I agree with Darren, I would welcome any business that would come in there. And Weatherspoons, like I frequented there in, in in the UK. And the only thing I actually have a problem with with the Weatherspoons in the UK, and it's not only Weatherspoons, it's um, the majority of pubs in the UK. Is their fucking fruit machine things that are lighting up the place and like people yeah, you spending won't, you, won't, you won't see that in Waterford, but at the same time, the the what I really did enjoy about Waterford homes in in Dunleary was sitting down. And this is you should dedicate a whole podcast to this topic in a second, but not a second, but in the future. <laughs> Sorry, transition. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it He's inviting himself back on. <laughs> no, but, but, but the um, the app. Well, you can sit. At, at, we can sit here all night and order drinks, and they bring the drinks to us. Mm. The culture now of that's completely um, precluding human activity. I was in Japan with an interaction. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, well, we have jars. <laughs> well, it's just it's just you don't have to go there anymore yeah. to actually pick up something. Uh, point yeah. to point to you. I, I love that. <laughs> See, that's funny because you can even order crisps yeah, and it comes up. Because I, I love the interaction with the barman and some yeah, bit of cracking yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I do to an extent, but you know, but that option's still there. Yeah, there's still a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I, to be honest with you, I moved to Waterford in 2016 from Cork, and uh, you guys have both grown up and lived in Waterford most of your lives. So I'll 100% bounty on this. Like I'm not. I'm not saying that my opinion is right. I have an issue with. I I do have political and. and, and but surely to God, those opinions you have are totally negated by the level of hypocrisy of you drinking them in the UK. Oh yeah, probably yeah, but sure. Like, we're, 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 we're hypocritical creatures. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I don't think you, you, you're allowed to say that before I start a sentence, I'm a, I'm a total hypocrite. Yeah. And then proceed to say something. That's that, quite fair. Yeah, I'll take that on board. Yeah. I've, I've taken enough skin to accept that. Like, but, okay, okay. Um, well, then the, the next topic, so. You know, but but no, but hundred percent, like you know. It's, it's, a, it's a case of like at, the, at this stage now everywhere you go in London is pretty much owned by Weatherspoons because it's the same taps everywhere and, and all well, that. interesting about Weatherspoons here they have, it's what frustrates me about the company and I'd love to know the answer to this question back in 2015 <laughs> they commenced a survey an internal survey with most of the people they create themselves to name the new Waterford Bar right? and I, they sent me the document that has all of the, the potential names that they want to pick Right. Uh, and there's some actually good names in there and stuff, right? Go on. Any names? Um, I, 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 basically, I'll get her up in a second, right? I'll go through names. But as I search my phone here, the bland red lead. No, no. But uh, <laughs> what they did was, right? They basically searched through the historical uh, site, searched the site in the historical point, and tried to find what was it before. Is it? What was it before? You know. So. So here we go, right? They, they, some of the names that they consider, that they're considering for the Weatherspoons anyway, right, are the Flagon and Flask, right? Um, so Broad Street and Tree Store, so there's a Tree Store at George Gunning there. It used to be, uh, they were renovating in the 19th used to be, yeah, for most of the 19th century, they were licensed premises serving flagons of beer and cider. In the first half of the 19th century, number 18 Broad Street was an apothecary's uh, shop with patent medicines and blue glass jars and amber flasks, therefore a flag and a flask. The clay bank is another one, the Arundel Gate, the city wall, the old city, the glass colours, the crystal glass, right? But I have no issue with that. What I do have an issue with that is that on the 23rd of February 2015, they began this research report. It's four years ago. Yeah. What did they see in Waterford that said made them think actually hold off? Yeah. Mm. And the same question should be asked. Uh, well, I have tried to ask you yes and answer me of Supermax who are going to build a drive through on Cork Road. Mm. And I you know Pat spoke to me on the phone at the start of the year and said, Are you open for Christmas? They have to start. Yeah. So, what is it that is happening? Mm. There's North East. They said that they put a planning application. Last October. Then they said last December. Then they said it'd be May. Then they said July. And now they're saying before the end of October. Right, about seven or eight days. Yeah. Like I drive I drive to the North Keys at least twice a day. My question is now, what do they all know? Yeah. 
Who's advising them? Or who's, who's saying What are they all worried about that we don't know? That's, that's the fucking million dollar question, isn't it? Um, no, I look, Joe, I actually really enjoyed that conversation because, fuck it, if we all agree with each other, it would be boring world, wouldn't it? Like, and and, and it, it's great that we were able to have a fucking civil discussion and you put our points forward and not and tear the head off each other. <laughs> well, if the microphones weren't here, we might. Yeah, well, I think this should be yeah. the first ever podcast, right? Where, where, and you know, this is your other microphone, is it? You don't have yeah, one yeah. you can clip on to somebody? No. no. Well, that's supposed to clip on to someone, but we've broken yeah, yeah, right. it. It's a shame because there's a, there's a guy who's sitting right outside the snow here who's a local historian and would have an opinion on this stuff. You can have a special guest for the last five minutes. No. Yeah. yeah. But you can't clip it on, so here we go. But instead, for the last five minutes, we're going to ask you some fucking stupid questions go, because, go, show up, we, we, we've had a fairly serious fairly serious fight. <laughs> We've had a fairly serious podcast uh, in terms of what our podcast usually is, yep. but uh, right, this is your question, you can ask it. What is it? Nightmare Before Oh, right, so Nightmare yep. Before Christmas, right, we're coming up to Halloween now, yep. right? Is it a Christmas or Halloween time? And why don't I say I haven't seen it? Uh, you can't, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah, no, Somebody gave me a lecture about that recently for last night. Uh, I'm a Santa Claus the movie kind of guy. I'm a, a traditional Christmas yeah. guy. Is it mm. Tim Burton though? Like, yeah, know, I don't like Tim Burton at all. Oh, there you go. Don't there watch this all. Don't watch it. It's it's the it's the fucking quintessential Tim Burton film. Uh, in that right, so we've a backup one just in case you didn't see it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Halloween film? I loved John Carpenter's music for Halloween. Yeah. I used to like it. I used to when I was in college. I got the soundtrack. Which was Give us a rendition there. <laughs> it was like a, like a 13th anniversary CD. It might have been 20 actually when I was in college. But um, I, I, I was in college in Coolock. <laughs> well, I lived in Coolock, right? Yeah. In college. And uh, I used to walk along Coolock listening to. Halloween events are that question, so yeah. Halloween. Yeah. 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 I think we're the Mothman yeah. prophecies. Yeah. yeah. What's up? The Mothman yeah. prophecies. I've never seen it. I've, I've seen it as a child. I, I think I've never seen it again. Someone asked me recently, like, genuinely scared by it. Yeah. And it's like the closest I've come is the Mothman prophecies. Which of yours? Sexy bastard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're the Hocus Pocus generation, I reckon. Yeah, we're Hocus yeah. Pocus. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we were actually talking about this with a couple of friends in uh, in work today. We were saying that we were meeting you, and, and they've actually known because you know in these work conversations, I've, I've cited your yeah. journalistic work a few yeah. times and yeah. talking a few things, and. Uh, we're talking about Hocus Pocus and we were accused of only liking Hocus Pocus because it was probably the first time in the 90s that busts uh, were prominent. And it was women that said this to us now, so we're like, yeah, 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 just, yeah. just three men around the table talking about no, Hocus Pocus. Uh, uh, and I said, no. Let's watch it again, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we, were t- we were t- at the time. But, uh, but I think a lot of films is like the Santa Claus the movie, for example. Yeah. I'm, my, my Twitter username is Daisha. Soups. Yeah. Not Sups, not Daisha Soups. Yeah. Which stands for Waterford, and then it's a, a short and Superman. Yeah. I am a big fan of the Superman, not the franchise, but the particular era of Superman, right? And mainly driven by John Williams' music. Right? So, like, you're talking about, um, let me see, so you mentioned Tim Burton stuff, and you mentioned Hocus Pocus, and I was going to say Santa Claus movie, which was written by the same people who wrote Superman. Produced by the same people who produced Superman, and, and the music is not by John Williams, but it really is amazing. The, the, the soundtrack to Superman. You know Sam Claus movie, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Tim Allen. The soundtrack to that. No, no, no. What am I saying? Thinking of? You're thinking of the soundtrack to Claus. Right. So I apologize. Okay. So Sam Claus the movie, right? Or it's the genesis of how Sam Claus came up. Oh yes, I have it now. But the music was unbelievable, and the soundtrack was never released on CD. It was on record, but thanks to the wonder of the internet, some guy, some hero in America, Hawaii, Ohio, or someplace, ripped the record and put it online, and now it's out there. I have it at home, and it's, it's, it's amazing. And uh, it's music, I love Santa Claus. First half's great, second half is a shockingly bad, right? But but the, the, the story of Santa Claus, which has so many comparisons to the story of Jesus, it's not even funny. Um, <laughs> 
Yeah, so that, that's my answer to a question that you didn't ask. Go ahead. Uh, fair enough. It's a good yeah. answer. Yeah. Um, that's brilliant. I, I think yeah. uh, we start wrapping up there now. So, um, was, there not, was there more questions along that line? Because I thought that was, it was fun. It is fun, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, 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 we did on paper. Fun questions. <laughs> You'll yeah. hit me with yeah. more questions. We, we, you can, we, did, we, we didn't. can be in the DVD extras. Uh, we, we didn't think we'd get you that much. You hit me with a, a question earlier on there. Today, what did I ask you today? About, um, a duck, was it? Um, oh, yeah. Crispy duck? No. No, 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 no. It was a... Would you, so, so if you had to have one for the rest of your life, would you rather have a duck's walk or have a tick that you spontaneously quacked every now and again? The tick. You said the same thing. I said the tick, yeah. Yeah. But uh, right, who, if you had a laminated list, right, and there was one one person on your lamin laminated list that if you had a chance with them, you got to go. The friends list. Yeah. Do you follow me? Yep. Say it right, and you you meet this person, and all of a sudden they're on for it. Right, and you're, you're talking sexually here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the you're, you're in the wall office story. We're talking about capitalism. You're in you're in the wall office story, and you're in the penthouse with this famous person. Yeah, and you're just about to um, unzip her dress, and a quack comes out. Do you think it'll ruin the mood? I think if you want love to bed, it might. If you want to have a genuine answer, I mean, you, you know, you can easily talk that away by saying, Did you not get that joke? I just, I, I was speaking the whole way along, but duck cracks, you didn't get that. Whereas if I was walking like a duck. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're walking with a duck and you get there, the seal is dealed. The deal is sealed. <laughs> <laughs> your turn of phrase, your, your, the manual dexterity of your tongue is, is I find it hilarious. And the moose bush and, and stealing seals. Sealing deals. Yeah. yeah uh, brilliant. Yeah, this has been in, 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 in enlightenment. <laughs> I'm glad you feel that way. Uh, perfect. Uh, listen, lads, we're on the Patreon. You know that. That's no cost. If you feel like donating the price of a cup of coffee or a pint to us, you can do. Help us get more uh, brilliant guests like Darren on and uh, pay for their pints. Um, also, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at no cost and all those because uh, it's just about different enough than snow so chats to get away with it. <laughs> uh, thanks a million for listening, lads, Darren. Thanks a million for coming on. Appreciate it. My pleasure. My pleasure. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.